Good morning, good evening, good night, whatever it is. Welcome to another episode of the Random Podcast. I'm your host, Nazi Scarlet. What'd I do? Anyways, not much has changed. Nothing really changes. <laughs> um, besides fucking, I will dominate getting blocked by the fucking Trindamir. Um, but I think uh, one thing I do want to point out is a lot of people think, well, that's a reach. That's a very reach. Assuming people actually think about the actions they do, it's 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 not the same. A lot of people think of, think on impulse, and it's can it be disturbing at times? Well, yeah, it it can because people try to justify things with you know with even more absurd reasoning. Uh, I think the term is called the broken biscuit effect. And the broken biscuit effect can just be summed up as uh, how do I say it? Now, I mean, uh, I think the best way to describe it is how it got its name. So the broken biscuit effect is a is attuned to those who are in like the dieting uh, phase. And they, you know, they're like, well, you know, if I take a piece of this biscuit, it won't actually uh affect the overall diet like it's not really cheating on my diet because i'm only eating a portion so i'm only eating a portion of the calories you see the the problem with that logic is you're still eating the fucking biscuit it still affects your fucking diet it's just the fact that you think by taking a piece and i understand there's a whole you know theory of moderation a lot of people think you know diets and whatnot are like you know cure-alls for medical problems you know Getting drinking uh, appropriate amount of water, eating a balanced diet, you know, getting a appropriate amount of sleep, going to the gym, but not every day, but just enough, you know. You have you allow your body to rest and recover as you work, and it as time goes on, you'll figure out like, oh, you know, I'll have, you know, you won't see results at first, and that's that's the main thing. People are so uh, results driven; they want to see results in you know a couple days when it takes months it takes weeks to actually uh establish you know results because your body your body takes time your body takes time to build up and whatnot um now with that being said the fact that you know people have the audacity to you know use the broken biscuit effect to justify diets and whatnot you know a lot of people see you know keto the keto diet let's Let's break into that, because, you know, this may sound a little hypocritical, because I know myself, I'm going something similar to a keto diet, but at the same time, it's just, I'm eliminating more bread from my diet. Like, I eat maybe once or twice a day, um, mainly because I don't really feel like eating. It's, I eat to survive, and that's basically it. Like, I know me as a person, I enjoy food, and I enjoy, like, different cuisines and seeing how, you know, the different seasonings can create a certain flavor profile or how, like, a full-course meal can dictate, you know, or tell you a story. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever got to experience that, but if someone sat down and uh, established a, a full-course meal to establish, you know, a story, a, a, a narrative, you know, a flavor... You know, you start off something, you know, mild, you know, just to set the tone, to get used to, like, little mute, minute little details or subtle little spices here and there. And then the main course takes you on this wild fucking ride where it's just, it's a rich 
explosion of flavor and whatnot, just to be, you know, as you go to the end, you have that the after effects of dessert um, to slowly lull yourself to to a sense of satisfaction. You know, your your taste buds went on a wild ride. You you got to experience different things, and at the end, you feel full and satisfied. Uh, now, with that being said, you know. I know that's what I like experiencing, but at the same time, I know me as a person, uh, I go to the gym, I drink more water, I, you know, I, I try to take care of myself, because if I don't, no one else is going to take care of myself but myself, uh, and that's something people don't understand, uh, you can't expect these diets to just, you know, cure things. You're shocking your body, uh, it's kind of like, think about it like this, let's say you're a chain smoker, right? And we're, we're equating food to cigarettes. I know there's a lot more extinct, but for the, the sake of what I'm trying to get at is when you're smoking cigarettes heavily day after day after day after day, um, you develop a dependence. It becomes your coping mechanism. It becomes your coping mechanism to stress to different aspects of life. You know, when you're excited uh, after, you know, ex, you know, a difficult time, you want to relax, you want to unwind and that cigarette just takes the edge off and your body is used to it and that's how it accepts that as a way to like relax the body now when you're eating food your body as you eat food the you know your body gets used to constantly eating different things like let's say you you enjoyed a a rather decadent life of fast food and like eating out eating takeout you know you go to that thai restaurant you go to that sushi restaurant you go to that uh the Indian restaurant, you go to the Italian restaurant. If you're lucky, you go to uh, Korean barbecue, uh, that hot pot, the shabu shabu, you know, different things, different cuisines. Like you go to this Russian restaurant, you, you try different things and eventually, you know, your body gets used to the food. When you first try something different and you try something that's like super rich, your body is like, whoa, 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 calm down, my guy, calm down. And you're just like, wait, but this food, it's good. Yes, but calm down, my guy. Like, I'm not used to that. I need time to adjust to it. And you have to, you know, you have to slowly adjust yourself. Like, I remember the first time. Let's, let, let's, let's slow the roll a little bit and go back all the way back uh, to when I was growing up. I enjoyed unsweetened grapefruit juice. Why? It's, it's just one of those things. Like, I remember... Uh, my mother was into, like, a health phase, so this is before, like, the, you know, aloe vera juice became, like, a mainstay. Like, we had, like, she would go buy some aloe vera, juice it up, and we'd have to drink that, and she'd mix, she'd mix, uh, kale and, like, all other stuff, and it's just this nasty green drink, and I just remember drinking it, and I was just like, ah, and I was like, hey, can I put unsweetened grapefruit juice instead of water? You know, and she's like, okay, yeah. So, I, you know, I, I drank that, and it's just one of those things where it's just like, the grapefruit juice changed it so much and it made it that much better because it was unsweet and there was no processed sugar. It was just basically we squeezed a bunch of grapefruits, boom, and mixed it in. And ever since then, like, I enjoy unsweetened grapefruit juice. The The flavor was so good. Now, with that being said, I still have to, you know, point out the fact that when I first tried alcohol back in the day, I remember... Uh, it was, everyone's had that experience, uh, my stepdad gave me, like, a Bud White, a, uh, yeah, Bud, no, it was a Budweiser, 
it gave me a Budweiser to kind of get the taste. See, you know, you'd be like, oh, well, it's nasty, so you shouldn't drink it. You know, that type of logic. Well, first off, when I drank it, keep in mind, I drank <laughs> unsweetened grapefruit juice. So I was like, I mean, I don't really taste anything. Like, it's kind of eh. You know, it's it's whatever, you know? And then I felt a little, I felt a little drunk. I, I felt a little bit tipsy, and I was like, oh, you know? This feeling's not that bad. You know, I, 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 I secretly, like, stole beers as a little kid from my stepdad. But that that's besides the point. Uh, that was, but this is back when I was, like, eight or nine. Now, fast-forwarding to, like, when I was 17, I was drinking with my mentor. It was my mentor, uh, his nephew, and his nephew's cousin. Uh, we were all in his apartment, and we were drinking, and... I'm sitting there like, you know, this is, this is different. Like, they're like, oh, Melty's a little bitch. He's never tried alcohol before. He's going to puke, blah, blah. And that's when, uh, that's when my, uh, my mentor told me the rule that I, I still follow, but I don't really enforce it. But the, the rule, uh, you know, back then was, you know, liquor's expensive. If, you know, if you throw up that, that liquor, you're, throwing up money it's either you cough up you know part if you didn't pay into getting the liquor and you're there as a guest and you're getting free liquor you know they might all take turns punching your arm to kind of like you know make you feel the price of that liquor you threw up you threw up but you know besides that i'm just saying uh it's it's one of those things where you know i remember the first shot and i i still remember it was it was fucking smirnoff it was <laughs> It was fucking Smyrna. And I remember my mentor looking at the bottle because, you know, his nephew and his uh, his nephew's cousin chose liquor. And he looked at it and he was like, who the fuck chooses Smyrna? He's like, you little ass kids. Like, he, my mentor is like four years older than me. So around 16, he was like 20. Um, none of us were old enough to fucking drink alcohol. But, you know, what the fuck ever. Uh, but remember, teen drinking is very, very bad. But I got a fake ID, though. But anyways, uh... I still remember taking the first shot, and, I, you know, it burned, but I didn't have that reflex, because I'm so used to drinking unsweetened grapefruit juice. It was just like... They looked at me, they're like, you just took that shot like a champ. I'm like, well... I mean, have you ever tried unsweetened grapefruit juice? And they looked at me like, no. I'm like, try it. You know, it's... This is this is less worse than that, and they're like, "Oh, for reals?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's way worse." Like, if 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 you want to like keep it super G, well, actually, no, I take that back. If you take a shot of top to vodka, and I I know you may be wondering, what is top to vodka? Top to vodka is the fucking bottom shelf plastic bottle vodka and you're like oh well how's that worse i'm like i don't know when you ever take a shot of it it tastes like you're tasting the plastic not really the vodka so it's it's a lot worse than you know drinking like alcohol flavored pla i mean plastered plastic flavored alcohol is worse than drinking unsweetened grapefruit juice but regardless of the fact i'm just like okay that's not that bad you know so here I am, you know, taking shots, 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 and, like, I remember the feeling, it was just, like, I, it, it was, it was, uh, it was something interesting, like, you know, I, I felt, you know, I didn't feel the thoughts I usually have, I just felt, you know, this shit's fun, 
I like being happy. Happiness is fun. And that's the type of thoughts I had, and I was drunk, and then it, it it brought me to a it brought me to a uh, a happy place, for lack of better words. Now, with that being said, you know, when I was older and I I hit dark times, you know that that feeling of alcohol made me feel better. Uh, when I had to sit down and think about life and I had to accept a, a few, you know, inconvenient truths about my life. It, it was one of those things where it's just like, okay, thinking back on it, alcohol, it, it's a crutch. I understand how people become reliant on alcohol because they drink to escape the thoughts. They, they drink to escape the unpleasant truth of the reality they're living in. And it, it's, it's just one of those things where it's just like, you kind of have to, you know, not only face your life and your life is an aspect of the choices you made, but at the same time, when people say you control where you are in your life, you know, let's say for my certain current situation, uh, I work, I work two jobs, the second job I have, unfortunately, you know, there was a, a nasty case of embezzlement and while the people were, you know, taken care of, uh, legally, of course, uh, and arrested and whatnot, there's still the fact that, you know, a significant sum of money was embezzled and we had a downside. Now, my role wasn't, you know, I wasn't laid off, I wasn't downsized, but at the same time, I knew, you know, I'd take significant less hours, I took a, a hit in pay and whatnot, and given the fact that I have a second job to supplement my income to pay bills and whatnot, seeing how my first job goes towards, you know, paying for my student loans... I unfortunately can't really, you know, allow myself to be in the situation I am. Because as it stands right now, the second job to supplement my income, my hours are being reduced. Why? You know, I could speak about it, but on the off chance someone, you know, from that job were to hear this, and, you know, they could quite easily put together who who I am, because, you know, there's... I am an eccentric individual in the way I speak and the way the experiences I have. Like, they might recognize it and they might, you know, share the info and whatnot. And with that being said, I have no real qualms with people, you know, discovering my, my podcast. It's just, you know, I rather not. I am in the current situation where, you know, that person may take things the wrong way and they may retaliate against what I said outside of work, and there's nothing I could do about it. Yes, I can go to the HR department, but at the same time, it's not really a a prudent thing to, you know, speak up on a situation that is uh, special, per se. Now, maybe while, before you think, oh, well, blah, 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 you know, he's just complaining. No, no. Uh, you come to the point where you're you're, uh, how do I say it, where you, you look at your situation, you look at your income, you look at your expenses, you look at your your goals and, you know, what you need, what steps you need to take to reach the goals you plan on. Uh, establishing an action plan, establishing, like, you know, these are, these are my priorities, this is what I need paid, this is what I need, this is the income I need to in order to succeed, and this is the balance of work, life, and school that I need to do to get the degree, to get to the career I want to do. Now, as someone that's done that, I recognize now that the income I have isn't sufficient enough to, you know, support school. Now, you might think, oh, well, you know, then find a different job. But here's the thing. I could, 
I could easily relocate to a place, get a new job and whatnot, and that would just take a further step. It would be taking, well, it would be taking one step forward, it would be taking three steps back because I would have to replan the approach of how to get things done. Uh, now, if I were to, say, move to the, a company neighboring city because I have to go to class at a local Cal State, at a local state university before going to, uh, how do I say, back to university, um, I would have to move back again, and it'd be, and that's not something I'm really, you know, one for, because I like establishing uh, a place I call home. I like establishing, you know, a place where I am, kind of like, you know, a base, and because as someone that used to move around a lot, it's not something that I, I like doing. Like, yeah, of course, everyone has their little grab bag. You know, like, what's a grab bag? This is one of the most, this is one of the most important things my mentor ever taught me. Always have a grab bag. And when you're like, what's a grab bag? Let's say, for some reason, let's say you get laid off from your job. Let's say your marriage falls apart. Let's say, you know, uh your loved one passed away, let's say your mother passed away, or your parents passed away, or, you know, something happens, and the area you're in is just a festering wound, uh, and you need to change location, how are you going to have a change location if you don't have plans for that? A grab bag generally, you know, contains that credit card that you never use, you know, you always have a good, a grab bag consists of credit card, you know, important documents, uh, a couple grand in cash. And you might say a couple grand. Why would you keep a couple grand lying around? Now, a couple grand lying around. Uh, there's a there's this rule. There's this rule. Uh, it's the emergency 20. The emergency 20, uh, for the most part, when you do emergency 20, it's kind of sort of one of those things where, you know, in case something happens, you have $20 lying around. And... It's the same concept. So, generally speaking, let's say you're moving somewhere and you have to pay a deposit fee for a new apartment, right? It's usually first and last month's rent. That being said, that's about what anywhere, like let's say you get a, a one bedroom house for like 800, 800, or you rent a room that's like 800, or that's like six, seven hundred dollars a month. Rent's about Six seven hundred dollars a month. So deposit that's all fourteen, anywhere from fourteen to fifteen hundred, depending on you know your rent. Um, if it's kind of upscales, kind of pricey, you know, depending on hopefully you know you don't choose something that's outside your own price range. You have to you know have the first last month's rent money to you know get a new phone in case you change your phone number. Uh, you know, a spare phone on file. Like me personally, I have a spare phone, you know, not used, whatnot. Every now and then, that's just, I just have to activate the service on it and it's good to go. Uh, you have to have, you know, money for food, whatnot. You have to be able to establish, you know, this is the food budget, you know, I have to buy, you know, you, you'll be good off of like a cast iron pot, you know, or whatever. Um, establishing that, you know, and then that takes money. Like, you have to at least have a couple months' money set aside to survive until you can find a new job, make bill payments and whatnot. And that being said, you know, it's it's going to be 
it's going to be lonely. It's going to be depressing, but at the same time, it's it's vital. It's necessary, and it's. I mean, that's the point of a go bag. It's you have to get up and go. At one point, you you might as well have all your bases covered. Uh, you have important documents, credit card for emergencies, uh, cash for rent, deposit, utilities, whatnot. Um, a spare phone in case you need to change your number. Uh, what else? That's pretty much it. I mean, you can leave with the clothes on your back. You can just go to the local Goodwill, buy some more clothes. I mean, yeah, if you have to pack light, the go bag just be as big as a as a little laptop bag, you know, that can contain everything. That could be your entire life. And it's, it's useful. It's really useful. Uh, but as I said, as stand, as things stand now, I have to reassess some things. Um, and that's how life is. You have to constantly be in a state of, am, am I happy at where I am at life? Do I want more? Can I improve more? Can I, can I strive to do more? Um, never settle. Never settle for what... Because you are what you make of your life. And if you settle, if you're always settling, then you're just okay with not fully having the full scope of your life. Uh, that you Well, not utilizing your full potential. No one's truly stupid, uh, as I like to say. No one's truly stupid. Everyone can establish... That foundation, it just takes hard work. Um, just like with diets and whatnot, working out, it takes time to establish, you know, working out, uh, building your body, you know, having your body adapt to, you know, eating healthily, whatnot. And going back to the original point, you know, that's why all these fad diets, they're fads, because you see people having hard work. But, you know, one of the, one of the things I learned from uh, The Art of War is, you know, Hide all the hard work so all people see are the results. What those fad diets, the people that make those fad diets, you know, they're sitting there making cash off of, you know, selling all these self-help books. But you know how many hours they spent in the background, you know, uh, struggling to stick to the diet, struggling to work out, you know, all the times, you know, all the pain they went through just to get where they are so they could show the results. Like that's, that's something they don't show. And you have to look beyond what you see. And that's why a lot of these times people don't, people don't understand this and it's okay. Not everyone will understand everything. It just takes the time to want, it takes the curiosity, the the thirst for knowledge to actually want to figure things out. Um, but with that said, you know, just taking care of yourself isn't that bad. Having a go bag isn't bad at all. Most people think, well, that's, why would normal people think of that? Well, that's the thing. What defines normal? Like, uh, I've uh, I had a conversation with my mentor about common sense. My common sense is different from another person's common sense. Why is that? Because the experiences I've been and the knowledge I attain from you know my surroundings, my situation situations I've been in, that has established the baseline of what my common sense is to avoid situations I've been in before and how to, you know, build up as a person. My experiences aren't the same as you, the listener's experience. My, the things I say may seem as a foreign concept or stupid to you. The same, the same could be done on the flip side. Your experiences, what your common sense could be seen as stupid as me. 
But the thing is, it's our own respective common sense, and it makes sense in its own right. Because your reality is different from my reality. For me, the reality that shaped my common sense is mine. The reality that shaped your common sense is yours. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's the whole point. I, A lot of these self-help books kind of dance around the subject, but it comes down to this. If you don't like yourself, there's nothing you can do to move forward until you take that retrospective look of what is it about yourself that you don't like? And if you don't like, if it could be like cosmetics and whatnot, lose some weight. Start dressing the way you want to dress. I mean, me personally, I like, I like slacks. I like sitting down in some slacks, you know, nice button up, a vest. I don't really like, I don't like overcoats. Like I, I experience, like I don't like suit jackets. But I, I, I like a nice little overcoat, you know, that serves a purpose. One for style, one for warmth, one for, you know, festive occasions, one for business casual occasions. Like, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, that's just how I am. That's my that's one of the little joys in life. I like sitting down, drinking tea with friends, having conversation. I like cooking uh, for guests, see their happiness, you know, laugh, joke, you know, share, share, uh, how do I say, uh, share festivities, share a good vibe. Uh, but at the same time, you know, that's not everyone's perspective. That's not, that may seem weird to people. To this day and age, a grown man having tea parties or dinner parties may seem a little bit weird to some. To me, it's fun. I make brownies. I make cakes. I make cookies. Okay, I try to avoid making cookies because they're pain in the ass. Um, cause it's there's a lot of thought that goes in it. Like, do I want it chocolate chip or do I want oatmeal raisin or do I want like snickerdoodle snickerdoodles? Are those really cookies or they're more like scones or biscuits? Anyways, uh, but before I like get into that that whole tangent, it's. Liking yourself is always going to come with pushback. People are going to look at you, and if it's different, and what makes you happy is weird to people, you know, you'll feel a sense of wanting to explain yourself as an aspect of pleasing other people, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, But at the same time, you don't have to explain what makes you happy. I mean, if sitting down... Having a cat and just, you know, snuggling your cat or just talking fake cat to your cat makes you happy, then fuck it. If playing fetch with your dog makes you happy, then fuck it. It's just it's just something that makes you happy. If cooking cakes, looking at them, being satisfied you made a cake and throwing it away, fuck. Yeah, it may be wasteful, but it makes you happy. You just have to accept the fact anything that makes you happy may be weird to people. Things that make other people happy may be weird to them, and there's nothing wrong with that. And that's just how you are. You don't have to fit into what's normal. You don't have to explain how you feel. You don't. Ex- you don't have to explain anything. It's just you just got to be yourself. And honestly, if it pisses someone off, then oh the fuck well, let them be miserable. Let them be. Don't let them drag you into their own world. It's not your responsibility to. to 
to try to fix everything. And I know this is hypocritical because I try to, I try to, I try to help everyone out. But that's besides the point. Uh, it's not your responsibility for someone else's unhappiness. You're only responsible for yourself because at the end of the day, the only person that cares about yourself is you, um, and your mother. But even then, your mother cares about herself too. So, it's it's one of those conflicting interests, a conflict of interests, if you were to say. Yes, your mother gave birth to you. Yes, your mother raised you. Yes, your mother has that 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 instinctual urge to protect their child. But at the same time, she has, and she'll sacrifice herself for her child. But at the same time, you as a person, you still have to protect yourself. Um, and with that being said, I mean, it's it's nothing, nothing more, nothing less. It's black and white. Either you like yourself or you don't. There's no in-between. Well, yeah, there is. But that's just the... That's not really... That's not really, uh, how do I say it? As straightforward as you think. It's not gray. It's a step walking towards liking yourself or walking towards disliking yourself. But either way, it your life depends on either if you like yourself or you don't like yourself. And with that being said... This is another episode of the Random Podcast. Uh, kind of went a little longer than I wanted to, but at the same time, it's random. Who cares? Uh, but I can't say, as before, uh, teen drinking is very, very bad. And with this, as usual, stay classy. And good night.